Like that's what's so interesting to me about these people who have lived these long lives. It's like, oh yeah, grandma's sweet and she bakes a pie. No motherfucker, she killed her first two husbands, dude. Yeah. Like you gotta you know, watch out for this, bro. We're on the same page, and it's funny to hear somebody else actually say it. Like I can't put it into words every time, but he was born in like 1920 something. Are you fucking that's with what me? I'm 19 the depression. That's what I'm electricity motherfucker and i'm not saying like it wasn't around but he grew up in arkansas in the 19 fucking 30s they call me dr jones known as the night tripper got my satchel of grease in my hand Then we tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best. They call me the Greek man. Got many clients come from miles around. Hello, hello. Running down my prescription. What's going on, you bunch of motherfuckers? Got medicine. Hello, hello. And welcome to the Po Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. And I'm back. Happy Thanksgiving. The holidays are over. And we are back in full effect this week. Now, uh, I had a guest scheduled, and unfortunately, we had to reschedule. So that sucks. But uh, I'm kind of glad it happened. Because in the process, I got to reach out to uh, my my Twitter family. A couple clutch players come through and help me out in a time of need. Sounds like shit's breaking in my house. That's cool. Hopefully she's got that. Jason and Christina, Team Almy. The shit happens when you party naked podcast. I've only recently started listening to the show, and I really do enjoy it. Jason seems like a very interesting guy. Very calm voice. It's nice. It's soothing. And Christina's a lovely lady, too, so they make a great couple, and uh, I do enjoy their program, but they came by and shared some time with me, and uh, it was just a really good fucking time. Like, I'm I'm happy to have met them, and I think that, uh, you know, I look forward to our future interactions. So I'm going to stop sucking his cock now. I'm sure he would appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you know, enjoy, go out, follow, like, subscribe, get involved with this network, man. These are good people and, uh, we're all degenerates and I think it's awesome that we're just trying to help each other out. So do us all a favor and take gas over there and spread the word a little bit about the not safe for work podcast network and everybody involved. So here we go. Motherfucker. Try a little bit of Dude, we got over the right to I don't like that. So far, bad, off to a bad start. Better, closer, warmer. That's it. Okay. I 
kielbasa sausage, your butt cheese is warm. I check my district, you need lubrication, honey. My kielbasa sausage has just got to perform. Now get it on. Now I've been Salusa I'm shooting my juice Right in your caboose Now fucking get it on Yeah <laughs> Yeah, I love it Get it on Tenacious D is so underrated, man Like It's a, it's a classic this album is amazing. There's what tribute and fucker gently. There's a couple songs on here that if you don't fucking know, like it's a travesty. I don't even lose my number, man. I don't want to talk. If you to don't, you. yeah. If you don't know, you got to learn. <laughs> go look that shit up. Google that shit. Amazing. So anybody, everybody, go check out Tenacious D if you haven't already. You motherfucker. Hello and welcome to the Po Boys podcast. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here in uh, the asshole of Arkansas, just outside of Little Rock, and we got a very special guest uh, from the the way way northeast, Mr. and Mrs. Jason Almy. Christina, you're there too. Don't don't think that I'm not giving you your fucking motherfucker. Respect. I got you. I'm just trying to be professional. I went and saw my grandpa yesterday and he had me mail some shit. And I didn't even know people address shit like that anymore. To Mr. and Mrs. Mike Smith or whatever the fuck. No, 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 no. Yes. I love it. I love it. It's uh <laughs> it's very old school, but it's also very much like the husband does the talking. That's the right. Wife, uh, the wife sits in the back, you know what I mean? Like ladies aren't allowed to vote and right. uh other other very uh antiquated ideal. I said antiquated, don't hit me. Shut your yap up. <laughs> no, but uh, special guest this morning, Team Motherfucking Almy, Jason and Christina, uh, the Shit Happens When You Party Naked podcast. How we doing, y'all? What's up? Man. Hey. Hi. So, That's how she says hi to everybody on a podcast. She just goes, hi. Hola. Having both of you guys on, I think it's going to be very interesting. I don't know what all we're going to get into, but as you, I'm sure you heard, uh, Christina. Each other. Yeah, we uh, we had a little rendezvous last night. I'm sorry, I didn't realize that he was avoiding cuddle time. We both uh, chastised him greatly as he yeah. sat in here last <laughs> night. We said, what the fuck he are you goes, doing? <laughs> you guys jumped up my ass for not cuddling with my wife. I appreciate that. I don't think Maddox gave a fuck. He's like, you married, who cares? You, you can ignore her for 30 minutes. An oh, hour. <laughs> it's funny to see. Anyway, it's not such a beautiful day up here in New England. It's like uh, pretty shitty outside. What's it doing? Is it snowing like a bitch? It's not snowing like a bitch, thankfully, but it's like really gray and cloudy and uh, like drizzly. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like a kind of slushy day outside. I've never really been north of Tennessee. I don't understand when people are like, Ah, nor'easters and 12 feet of snow and subarctic temperatures. I'm like, I, I don't know what that means. Yeah. It sounds like it fucking sucks. <laughs> I, I, it, at times it does. I don't think either of us are big fans of the winter weather up here in New England. New England has a, a lot of really wonderful qualities, uh, but the winter weather is not one of them, at least in my opinion. The first snowfall, though, was super pretty, and we've already had our first snowfall. Yeah. 
So y'all in New Hampshire? Is that the the state of choice there? Or Vermont? You are correct, sir. Okay. We are in New Hampshire. Live free or die is the state motto. I really, I've petitioned our state senate to add a motherfucker to the end. Uh, live free or die, motherfucker. <laughs> or motherfucker if, if they want to, like, be a little bit more uh, modern and, and youthful with it. But I've, I've petitioned. I haven't heard back. I've sent them, like, several letters, <laughs> three or four or five. And I haven't heard back yet, but I, I feel pretty good about getting that added too. Get out and vote. Vote for the motherfucker. I don't know, man. Uh, this last little voting uh, cycle was pretty interesting just to see everybody telling everybody to go vote. I still didn't make it to the poll, man. I'm a terrible person, I think. I think. I, dude, I'm right there with you. Christina? I didn't vote either. <laughs> Fuck it. Who I, I just could vote for? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, – I don't know. I, I need to go vote so I can write in a third person so I can express my disdain for everyone on the ballot. Yeah. Uh, that's what I really what I need to do because that's that's kind of how I feel emotionally. It's like I don't really like this guy. I don't really like that guy or gal, whoever. I discriminate equally. I don't like the men or the women. So I'm like, fuck them all. I just want to write in like, uh, I don't know. I'm going to pick my favorite fictional character of the day or right. something like that. <laughs> just, I'm going to vote you in. I'm going to say I'm going to vote in Jody B. It's not bad. I'm going to write in Jody B. I would go John Candy. That would be fun. Just John Candy yeah. for president, John Candy for senator. <laughs> do you think do you think those things are like still kind of tallied by hand, like the write-ins or whatever? Like I could just draw a dick in the in the line, like not even write. English. I could just draw like a stick figure with a giant hog or something. I know so little about it. I, I really don't know. And that's the funny thing is I would assume by now, don't they have electronic somethings? Like, yeah, you know, just put a push a button. But then see, I don't fucking know, man. I, I It's really not good that I haven't done it once. But, you know, I, I caught a felony charge when I was 19. And so I couldn't vote Ooh. for a while. And now, like, I can. But they only vote every couple years, and I'm busy. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you need to give me more than a couple of years' notice, you motherfuckers. Come on, I'm busy. I got a busy fucking schedule. I got time to work my shit around this. I got fucking bills to pay. You know, I had to put up my Christmas lights. Like, I'm very pressed for time this year. (laughs) All these dicks out there aren't going to suck themselves. I got to get out there and suck some dick, y'all. I'm busy. I wanted to ask you a little bit about... You mentioned that you'd never been north of Tennessee, and I know that you and I have talked privately about the fact that you've never ridden on a jet plane before. I wanted to ask you about your world travels, my friend. Uh, Where have you been, and and what's keeping you from New Hampshire besides the slush outside right now? Uh, Grew up very poor, so planes kind of weren't an option ever. Um, I've been on a plane once. I was in a very small, like Cessna plane and it it traumatized me. Actually, uh, we got up in the air and the pilot decided that he, uh, was going to go with the majority of the, the, the cub scout. I like, we never was in anything for a long time. I always got to try shit out like Taekwondo and cub scouts and whatever the free two weeks, whatever the fuck, you know, a lot of kids do that shit. I did that shit as a kid. Right. So one of the excursions was let's go fly in a little plane. And I got to sit in the front seat and I'm already not cool with heights really. So front seat Cessna plane. And this asshole was like, you guys want to do some trick? He might've been drinking Jason. I'm not sure. Like, (laughs) I hope so. Good pilot. He should have been halfway three sheets of the wind i was probably eight or nine years old and he basically started doing barrel rolls and shit in a little cessna plane and um 
it was the kind of like you know when you go to the dentist and you're getting drilled and you just you grip those fucking handles of that dentist chair <laughs> every time i'm getting drilled i'm always gripping something yeah i'm gripping it on. hard <laughs> i'm gripping and gargling i don't know why fuck yeah. um it really it fucked me pretty hard because when i hit the ground man it was probably the most uh happy i've ever been <laughs> to put two feet on concrete and uh, i've just not been real good with heights ever since now i understand a commercial jet is a little bigger and probably not the same just expensive yeah. man like uh i just never had the money or a reason to leave the state. So I've been to most of the South, the, the SEC, you know, going from yeah. one place to the other. I've not made it to the Carolinas, but I've been, you know, Arkansas, Texas, Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, and I've uh, been to Oklahoma, Tennessee, Missouri, kind of into Illinois, you know, but uh, yeah, it's about it. Maybe once to Indiana when I was a little kid, but that was like a long road trip. But yeah, never, never any further northeast i just don't have the the time or the money <laughs> so um got a reason to come to new hampshire now though buddy i know you know let's talk about this the, the funds maybe not so much you know you're, you're you're gonna have to work on that still but you do have you have a reason just right because you got friends now that you could possibly visit i ride a fucking mega bus all the way to new hampshire god damn that it can sounds, be done yeah. it sounds like a trip <laughs> you, could, you could go greyhound you could set up a gofundme that's it. Get me to uh, fly to my broke ass up to New Hampshire. I'm afraid of planes. I need to get over my fear of planes. It's, it really is kind of when you think about it. And I'm not saying this to freak you out any further about uh, air travel, but it's like a giant Pringles can. You're basically in a giant Pringles can with wings that yes. has an engine to accelerate the Pringle can to the, the point that you can actually, you know, force enough air downward underneath the plane that it pushes the plane off of the earth and into the sky. Uh, but when you think about it, you know, you're in the plane for two, three hours or whatever for a flight across the country. Um, and you're, you you really get to think about like, I'm in a giant Pringles can essentially that's traveling through the air and it's, it's mostly inertia that's going to get me there. And, um, I'm trusting that the pilots are not completely passed out drunk yeah. and, and for me to live. But <laughs> statistically they, they the crashes happen so rarely that mm -hmm. you know it's safer than driving that's what i was gonna say you're more likely to get in a car car wreck and see yeah, so i can don't drive that. up here fly yeah right <laughs> you fucking true. you fly a plane yeah. to new hampshire you walk outside and get hit by a car that's that's the irony of the situation jason <laughs> that would be that would be brutal i would cry just to make you feel better about that i would cry very hard if you died stepping foot out oh like you got God. hit by some drunken uber guy at the uh the airport <laughs> that's fucking terrible it'd be my luck yeah i got it um no i don't know i figure you're like you've you have i i feel like you know you have already been shot in the face i i feel like luck should be on your side from from here on out right i mean you kind of already got that one like one and done you know you're already kind of got the big stuff out of the way just depends on your perspective really because maybe it's lucky to not die from getting shot in the head but i'd like to think the lottery of getting shot in the head's not a great one to win either <laughs> no i mean it's a shitty lottery but it's like I, I guess you're right that if you have already made it to the point that you're getting shot in the head that you've yeah. been shot in the face and or head that surviving such a thing with like uh, arguably uh most of your mental faculties intact jody yeah no um, worse for that, the wear. <laughs> yeah you're, you're you're quite a lucky individual that you're like here to tell the tale you want to know i looked up the the numbers one time mm. Mm. 
said that uh, 20,000 people annually get shot in the head. Did you know that? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm usually just looking up porn, not st- like grim, macabre. If you scroll, statistics if you of scroll to the bottom of the porn, sometimes you can find those stats. It just depends on what you watch. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when I clean up and I'm disgusted with myself, I want right. to take my mind off the one guy, one jar. And so I, <laughs> I look up weird stats. I've heard you bring that one up. I have not seen one guy, one jar. Um, I think I know of the clip because I believe it's a it's a run the gauntlet video that I just happened to skip because I went on to the meaty stuff. Uh, this one's meaty. I mean, it's, that's it's what juicy, I hear. At least. He, ble- he bleeds out of his asshole from so. his anus, right? He's got a glass jar on his ass and then it yeah. breaks. Yeah, that's why you don't put glass in your asshole because uh, there's always a chance. Words to live by, my friend. <laughs> that's a T-shirt, man. No, don't um, put glass in your ass. <laughs> Weird porn. That's uh, I got a few of those. What's the weirdest porno you guys ever watched? Huh? Like um, maybe not necessarily whacked it to or anything, but just something yeah. that after you got done, you were like, I probably should have turned that off. Like two minutes in, but I didn't have to go the full ten. That was <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I didn't have to watch that for all seventeen <laughs> minutes. I could have scrubbed through that. You know, like I could have hit the little fifteen second advance button and. You know, I could have watched that in clips instead of all 23 minutes of that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I have a I have a disgusting friend who's been on our podcast a few times. His name is Uncle B. We refer to him as Uncle B to protect his anonymity, actually. Absolutely. Uh, it doesn't say Uncle B on his birth certificate, uh, although that would be pretty awesome if it did. But he sends me some really, like, vicious, disgusting shit. I mean, I've seen some really nasty stuff, like stuff that I don't even imagine you could whack it to, even if you wanted to, although I'm sure there are some sick fucks out there who who still uh, accomplished the feat. But um, he sent me one recently. In fact, the most recent one he sent me was, like, this stunt video, and it's a guy holding a beer He's holding a beer out. He's like standing off the trail kind of in the in the grass and he's holding a beer. And and there's a uh, mountain bike dude who's coming from a distance and he's going over the hills and he's going to like do a jump and catch the beer midair. And right as he catches the beer, it smash cuts to two dudes bent over totally naked and a third dude with both fists in each dude's ass, like one fist in each dude's ass, like all the way up to his elbow. And he pulls it out and like the whole inside like pink sock just falls out and it's just uh, these guys insides are like hanging out their assholes and i couldn't close that video fast enough that's a lot christina what do you think she's making a face i wish uh podcast world could see the face she's making <laughs> that's just fucking gross i don't know i don't even know what it's just odd he sends you this shit uh yeah yes and no i mean i think it may be uh yes harder and no. yes and no yes and no <laughs> you, ha- you have a valid point my love um but i think it's also like as Guys, maybe women don't understand this quite as much, but I think dudes like we we kind of enjoy like fraternal aspects of like ribbing on each other, yeah. like why brothers fight and why roommates argue and make fun of each other and stuff. Like I had male roommates in college. I got two younger brothers. I'm very used to that, the way guys interact. And even when we like each other, we're kind of mean to each other. We say mean things. We make fun of each other a little bit, but it's like out of a place of love. You fucking I think we, we also enjoy like showing each other nasty shit. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, fuck you, Jody. Fuck your mouth, bitch. No, um, I think chicken porn, not like 
fucking chickens, but I mean like porn chicken, whatever. It's you try to oh, see how yeah. funky and one up it, you know, try to go and yes. I don't know, some people are really fucking good at it. Uh the internet yeah. is a crazy place to find disgusting yeah. things. <laughs> so it's like in those in those nineteen fifties movies where the guys play chicken in their like their Chevys and they're like the hot rods and they're wearing the leather jackets and they got the pomade in their hair and it's all slicked back and they yes. play chicken with each other. It's like modern day digital chicken. Like we are going to send each other back and forth just the nastiest shit until one of us kills the, kills yeah. himself. To one of us says, I can't do it. Fuck this yeah. game. <laughs> with, with a gun in the news. Like, fuck this cruel world. I'm, I'm going to kill myself. Like, why do you think that is, though? Girls 100% do not do that. I do not Your have loss. any type of compulsion to, hey, look at this really fucked up girl fucking something i don't know like that never has ever crossed my mind yeah well uh that's why i married you huh i have a what is it about like why do you think dudes why do you think guys are like that i think that oh. women uh, especially will go disgusting it's just not with sex like you know uh, dr pill popper is the pill popper le- or not pill popper oh Pimple-popper. yeah oh my god this is re- very relevant to even last night my wife was asking me to do this for her yeah like there's some chicks <laughs> Some Often chicks really pimples. like, yeah, mm-hmm. they like nasty <laughs> shit. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. I literally 15 minutes earlier just watched two guys get their anuses prolapsed by a third dude's fists, but I do not want to pop this zit on your back, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. I'm squeamish. So there are videos of of this lady in particular, Doctor Pimple Popper, and she lances fucking boils. She's all in that shit, and I think the Can't more nasty that. it is, the more excited. Like you can hear this woman in the background going, "Oh yeah," when <laughs> she fucking pops this shit. It's and- it's very satisfying for people. Like I think it's it's like common primate behavior for, for primates to groom each other and i think that's carried shit. over to us <laughs> via right. the zip popping go i'll say i do not like watching videos of it i think that's fucking gross and when they get one and it's like this volcano and it just like yeah. keeps coming and it's just like oh god like you look so diseased like i don't even want to see that i feel like i'm going to catch something just looking at that yeah can i get the elbow high gloves please and maybe something for my shoes oh, this I'm, is I'm gonna wear one of those fucking suits like the dudes in outbreak body condom just roll it up yeah from the yeah just <laughs> I cover me head to toe, and then I'm going to go through that little shower thing that they go through in that movie before they even take the thing off. they got to, like, hose it down with chemicals just to take the fucking suit hazmat suit off. Fuck yeah. that. you got to get the CDC on that shit. I'm not fucking with that. I'm not popping that fucking pimple. Chicks get into period stuff, too. That's another one where I've seen, like, chicks play, like, nasty chicken. So, I mean, chicks can be just as disgusting. It's just I think ours you're, is obviously always more sex-based because we're, we're pigs. You're a, mar- you're a married man. Right. I mean, you have a wife. Yes, sir. As do I. And have you ever walked into the bathroom to come upon the like uh, the crime scene? Yeah. Like when you when you step into it and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, someone's died here. Like there's been a murder. Yeah. Like I need to call the police. There's you know, we the toilet doesn't flush all the way or whatever. And you're just like, oh, God, someone's been killed in here. Like there's just fucking there's like solid evidence of a crime. You're like, we need to call the lab forensics. We need to get the DNA like. There's been a multiple homicide here. Like, I don't know where the bodies are, but let me just oh, let no. me say Does that this. happen a lot? No, 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 no. That does not happen often. It does. And that's, that's the point is with my wife now. Um, and this is something that not to put her business out there, but it just is what it is. The, the latest Joe Rogan stand up kind of introduced me to some thoughts about this. But my wife uses pads. She's not a tampon person, right? I use both. OK. And I understand that it's your option. But I, I also and she sleeps in a tent for those five days too. Right. So I, I don't let her ah! in the house. Per my religious belief, I I am not allowed to associate with her during her menstruation. Use your so cloth. she she must sleep in the garage. 
<laughs> I think that there's different styles, and unfortunately, I've learned over the years now that, like my wife, she's very uh, tidy, as in I don't walk into that kind of stuff very often, and I appreciate that. But yes. other other women along the way, you know, uh, will throw their products in the toilet and flush it. And it turns out you're not supposed to flush them things. Did you know that? Um, I have been embarrassed. On I, I don't mean to embarrass my wife because this does not happen very often. But uh, yes, uh, on occasion when those items are flushed, I have come into the bathroom to use the toilet and Viciously. not realizing that. The seat. Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things like, you know, the coffee has, has done its job. Yes. You know, I've been up for an hour, hour and a half. Kind of like you on the on the sofa that one time. You've been up for a little while. You've you've drank your coffee. It's kind of done its job. You know, it's moved things through you a little bit, and you're you're ready to. Let me embarrass myself because I don't want to just embarrass my wife. But so I've gone into the the restroom to to do my business, and not realizing that uh, there has been just before my use of the toilet a tampon flushed down it, and so uh, whatever I am going to do is not going to go down really at all. And um, so there have been a few occasions where the toilet looked completely fine. It looked like ready to go. You know, there was no sign of any clogging. I have used the toilet. Um, and now I've learned to just pre-flush it first. Like, let me make sure this bitch is going to flush before I do my business because I can hold it. Uh, <laughs> I, I can hold it long enough. But there have been a few times where it's like I've actually had to call the landlord. I'm like, you need to bring the snake up here because I can't get this bitch to flush. And we're talking about like brown water up to the rim. It's gross. Yeah, it's tough, man. And it, so when we first moved in here, uh, like I said, my wife doesn't use tampons. Mm -hmm. And when we moved in, the old man of the couple that we're renting from told us like, hey – this house kind of old, you know, be careful what you flush. He didn't say, like, don't flush your nasty period tampons, but he was just like, yo, uh, you know, the pipes are kind of rough. Her sister, my wife's sister, came over at one point, like the first mm. few months, and our goddamn toilet backed up. <laughs> and we had to call him, and he had to come snake it, and they found a fucking tampon in the line. He got pissed off and was like, he didn't get pissed, but he was just like, look, you know, we told you. And we're go having to, you know, rationalize with this dude, and we're like, look, not to tell you too much, old man, but uh, we don't use tampons. So I don't know how that fucking thing got in there. And, uh, yeah, one tampon can ruin the whole fucking water line, man, and have dookie water coming up your fucking bathtub spouts and shit. Like, it's oh, yeah, that's it a party. not good. No bueno. Don't flush that shit put it in the trash can. but it's but it's so gross like I like i hate taking the tampon and wrapping it and then sitting in my garbage Listen, like i just like I, that's fucking disgusting it's not like i get it i want to have tampons up my vagina comparatively would you rather take you know a minute to to wrap up your product and and place it ever so gently in the trash can wash your hands disinfect whatever you got to do or would you rather have dookie water coming out your bathtub spout your sinks and uh, even your overflow valve there's usually a, a throw out valve outside your house and if your water line backs up you're going to have a dookie fountain outside in front of your house just spouting Toilet paper and all kinds of funky shit. It's so gross. Like I would rather, I would rather, I would just... rather wrap it. But yeah. I, I guess I want to find it when we find a house. I just want good fucking pipes. Man, I'm getting hungry. Um, yeah. Does anybody want chili after this? Anybody else? God damn. Does I'm anybody hungry. want some chili? Let's go get some chili. And I've got a boner. We're a bunch of filthy animals. And that's part of the reason why we're here, lady and gentleman. I did want to talk, you know, your show, Shit Happens When You Party Naked. Not to put us back on track and talk about some shit. But, uh, you know, how long have you been doing your show? How, how long have y'all been out there uh, doing the whole podcasting thing? Because I saw your banner last night. Like, you guys are 
kind of in the sweet spot right now, right? Like starting to get a little traction. I, I feel like that may be the case, although that could also be my um, narcissistic delusions as well. So um, you never you never can tell what's reality and what's not, at least for me. But yeah, we have we started the podcast. I started thinking about the idea about a year ago. It, it occurred to me that I needed to do something yeah. by way of a hobby to replace bodybuilding when I was no no longer uh, medically clear to bodybuild anymore. We're gonna put a pin so, in that too. We got to come back yeah. to bodybuilding. Pow, pow. Yeah, let's come back to that. We'll put a pin in that. But uh, I just felt like there was something missing, despite how how kind of busy life made me we don't have kids yet and so i still i kind of like i needed something to work on sort of like if that makes sense no it does so you can some something constructive to do with your fucking time or you'll just be humping holes in walls that's what we do when we get bored we do like if we if we get bored we're like children like even though i'm in my mid-30s i will look around for something to fuck if i get bored if you leave me alone I'm going to make a total mess and there's going to be DNA everywhere. It's just, it's just the nature. It's a, again, it's another primate behavior that I think is carried over. Yeah. I just, I felt like even though I have a job that keeps me very busy, it's, you know, it's, it's work, right? Like you, I needed something that was like a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I'm in, I'm in school, of course, trying to get my PhD, but uh, again, that's more analytical. It's more, um, you know, it's, it's, it's writing intensive and study intensive and, and a lot of fun, but it's not, I'm not in school for like art, so it's not extremely creative. I needed a creative out, outlet. So about a year ago, I was thinking about um, doing a podcast. I had wanted to years ago, but never really got around to it because I was a little intimidated by everything that was necessary, all of the the, the barriers that I would have to, to cross to get into it. So uh, I finally just said, fuck it. You know what? I think we can do this. And um, I, I kind of talked to my wife about it a, a year ago and I said, you know, what, how does this sound? And she says, that sounds like a great idea. I think you should totally go for it. So I just bought some equipment and, and got started in late December. I had my first interview with my 90-year-old at the time. She's 91 now. 90-year-old grandma uh, right at Christmas time because I was going to see her and she's 90. So I thought, you know, better take this opportunity while I can not to be too uh, macabre about the whole thing. But I thought, oh, no, no, she's we, 90. We let's, talked about let's that get recently. Her on. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a good one. I'm going to have to check yeah. that out. So I actually, that's the only one I haven't published yet is the grandma one because oh, it was just, fucker. you know, like I, I, I kind of <laughs> published it for my family and like sent it to all my like um, cousins and aunts and uncles and my parents and brothers and stuff like that. But I, yeah, I mean, maybe we should publish it as a bonus episode. I just kind of, I mean, you, you know, cut out the personal shit, but let's be honest. It was the same point that I made in talking about my wife's grandpa. How, how many people get to talk to 90 year old people? Like, yeah. And know? that's why I was especially <laughs> supportive of you taking your son to go see him because it's like, as a youngster, your son really can't appreciate it now. But I very much have the sense, as a man who loves his family, I very much have the sense that. When your son is an adult, he's really going to appreciate that he had that opportunity and he's going to appreciate that you cared enough to give him that opportunity. I think that like I, I very much believe that. I think it's cool. I, I don't get I wasn't instilled with the take care of your elders stuff. I don't have a lot of great family members, so I can yeah. really give a fuck, which is a terrible way to look at life, I guess. But I like this guy. You know, he seems like a nice dude. And uh, he's yeah. my wife's grandpa. Great grand. I know grandpa. He's just 92, 94, something like that. And he's, yeah. he's still sharp. 
you know? Like yeah, he's, he's that's, there. See, that's great, too. He's just, unfortunately, he's at a point where them old rickety bones, man, they're starting to, yeah. to let him down. And uh, it just it's sad, you know, because you can tell that he's still all there. It's just the wheels are starting to fall off a little bit. Yeah, well, that's what my mom always said when, when I was younger. She said, you know, I don't really want to go. I don't want to go in a way that I'm completely lucid mentally, but I'm, like, watching my body fail, like, I can't get around. I can't move around. I'm shitting myself. I'm wheelchair bound. She's like, I'd rather lose my marbles and then die sometime later and not realize that I'm like shitting myself and talking gibberish. And I said, okay, mom, I'll, I'll, I'll ask baby Jesus to, I'm only eight mom. Why are you fucking telling me this? Yeah, no shit. So that was a little weird, but, um, we told I, I, <laughs> I'm sure he appreciates that as well. Um, you know, being 92, 94, I mean, I think, even my grandparents appreciated being being 90 90s themselves that they appreciate when we show that interest and say we want to spend some time with you we want to come visit you and stuff like that so i really i try to show them that they're like a big priority in my life and that i really value them 90s is weird man can you imagine yeah. i mean obviously it's it's hypothetical but like when everybody around you starts dying dude like I'm at everybody a now you got kids at that point that are old enough to be dead and not yeah. like sad dead like well they, he was 70 so you know yeah and yeah, yeah. just he was 70, there. so he, yeah he died like fuck man dude that happens like john mccain's mom outlived him and he was in his 80s right john mccain's mom's still kicking he died in august right and That's um fucking nuts he was he was like 82 83 so he lived a, a nice long life i mean you don't ever want someone to die, but it's nice when someone can live a good full life. They can fulfill themselves professionally. They can have a family and then for them to pass away in their old age. I mean, that's kind of what we all want, right? I mean, living forever is not on the table. So if we've got to go, then don't we all want to croak in our 80s or 90s after, you know, living this fulfilled life and with family and stuff. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the other thing that comes up for me, you mentioned that your grandpa is like, he's like this nice guy. I'm sorry, that's your wife's grandpa, but that he's like this cool dude. He seems like a really nice guy. But then you got to think like this dude's 90 something, right? If he's 92, 94, he's the right age. Like that guy could have been fucking like if you watch Saving Private Ryan, dude. like that guy could have been fucking stabbing Nazis in the heart. Like he could yeah. have fucking bodies in his past that he just he doesn't talk about like fucking Nazis that he knived like throats he slit next he'd break like fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger on the beaches of Normandy or some shit or like he was in the Pacific theater and he was like middle of the night killing Japanese uh, soldiers and shit like that like real silently stealthily like stabbing them through the heart from the backside and shit like this man like that's what's so interesting to me about these people who've lived these long lives is like oh yeah grandma's sweet and she bakes a pie no motherfucker she killed her first two husbands dude yeah, like you gotta you know, watch out for this bro we're on the same page and it's funny Funny to hear somebody else actually say it like I can't put it into words every time but he was born in like 1920 something are you fucking That's with me 19 the depression electricity motherfucker and I'm not saying like it wasn't around but he grew up in Arkansas in the 19 fucking 30s are you out of your mind <laughs> like they didn't I have know, cars right? they didn't have fucking refrigerators <laughs> and now he lives in a world jason he called me the other day he wants to get omaha steaks for his his kids this year that's this present so he yeah. calls me and he goes hey hey man what are you doing i go i'm hanging out he goes listen uh can, can you think you can get me the number for uh 
Omaha, you you got you got a computer, don't you? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got one. And he goes, can you give me the number for Omaha Steaks? And I go, all right. And so I pick up my wife's phone, you know, with my other hand looking it up on the internet while he's talking. And what, 10 seconds? I go, all right, I got that number if you want to write it down. He goes, what? <laughs> I thought you'd have to send me a telegram by courier pigeon and it would get arrive in a week. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't, well, I didn't expect you to get it so fast. Well, you, you turned, you already had the computer on? Were you sitting at it? And I was like, uh. Hey, Jack, <laughs> everybody else's phone at this point is a computer, just so you know. I was like, no. he said, well, my phone's not a computer. I go, that's because your head would explode, old man. Like, you're not ready for My phone's this. still plugged into the wall. <laughs> He's that's got what one I of those. That's what I think so cool, like, about older people. They've yeah. lived through so many, like, upgrades and yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's just yeah. very cool. All it's it. it's really interesting because I'm even now at – and, Jody, you might be experiencing some of this, too, because you're, you're, you're not too many years behind me, but – um, this is kind of like the first time, I guess, in my life, the first, the last couple of years that like, uh, technology has kind of started to escape me a little bit. Yeah. Like I don't get it. And I used to get it like 10 years ago, whatever was around, I could just pick it up and I'd be like, okay, I understand this. I, I understand what it's for. Like, it's not even like, oh, I don't know what button to press on the Twitter box, but it's like, I didn't know what, I didn't see the point of Twitter. Like yeah. I didn't get it until I started promoting a podcast. It's uh, it's sneaking up really fast. Last night, my brother-in-law brought over a Nintendo Switch. You played with one of oh, those? Oh, I got a Nintendo Switch, dog. My wife and I were playing Captain Toad last night. That fucking – I love my Nintendo Switch, dude. That thing get, is the fucking bomb. I don't get to play games anymore. I got a Nintendo – or a Nintendo, fuck. <laughs> I got a Atari. If I'd, um, I got an Xbox One for last Christmas. I've probably, oh, badass. I've played it three hours in a year. You think that's pretty good odds? Yeah, that I, I'm with you, the dude. purchase? <laughs> well, you know, I mean you can play uh, 4K Blu-rays through that bitch. So I actually get more – I have an Xbox One that my nephew gave me. Actually, it broke, and he gave it to me. And I, I paid a hundred bucks for Microsoft to fix it, so it was way cheaper than buying a new one. Even a used one, actually, yeah. at the time, cost more. So um, it was a hundred dollars, but it plays 4K Blu-rays. It, it so is now definitely I'm, worth it for uh, the movies that we have used. That yeah. I'll give you that. But it's just I don't have time to play games, so I'm not really up to date on yeah. it. And he shows me when I come to their house the other day. He shows me the Switch uh, in mobile handheld mode, I guess, with the you know the little TV. Yeah. He's playing it. I go, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like a Game Gear, huh? You know, I remember those. He used to eat the shit out of AA batteries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then he says, well, we're going to hook it up over here. And he comes over, he plugs it up. And now we're playing on the big TV. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. And then he says, do you want to fucking play? Now, I've only seen him play it, you know, with the two... The handheld edition, right? He goes, hey, you want to play Mario Kart? I go, yeah, sure. Well, uh, give me a controller. And he chucks that little fucking thing at me, and I catch it. And I go, what the fuck is this? And he's like, that's a controller. I feel like I'm going to break this fucking thing. Sitting here trying to get a grip on this little half thing. It's and tiny. It's, it's and then you've got, you've got the Simpsons hand, so I <laughs> right. imagine that that's... <laughs> I'm Sorry. sitting here having to get a sideways mechanic grip on this fucking thing and uh, ended up last night, I think we played Mario Brothers 3 longer than we actually played, like new stuff he's uh 20 fuck he was born in like 1990 it's so weird to say it but he's like 20 something so fucked up to say that so it is fucking weird and uh so we're playing mario you you guys play mario brothers part three you know uh the the game all okay we We have (laughs) yeah honey honey that's the game that you choose remember the little nes i have the nes mini the little retro thing that uh, Nintendo released a couple years ago. Yeah. It was like a really hard to get item, and I bought it when it was like really hard to find, so I'm quite proud of it. So exciting. It's pretty and good. No, we, we played Mario 3, Mario Brothers 3. 
we took turns. We were going back and forth. You love that game. So, I, I can't believe you don't remember this. So any, oh, I just didn't know what version it was. Anybody yeah, it's Mario 3. That's familiar with Mario Brothers 3 knows about the warp whistles. All right. That's a, a big thing. He's, you know, a, a boy. He's a baby. And the f- there's two warp whistles in the first level. It's the third stage and the castle. That's where they're at. So he plays the third stage. He's going. And he just goes right past it. <laughs> and I'm just, I didn't say shit at first. And I go, you didn't get the warp whistle, dog? <laughs> he was like, what? And I had a moment where I felt so old. <laughs> because now we've passed this con- this. This moment in time where it used to be a given, like anybody that plays more. It's like the thing for Contra, yeah. for the unlimited lives or whatever. You know, up, up, down, yeah, down, up, left, up, right. down, down. Right. There's the warp whistles in level three behind the white block. You fucking drop down and go get it. And I sit there and I go, you don't know what the warp whistle? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm not familiar with this whistle either. I get it. But if you knew this kid, <laughs> you would understand. Like, he's a gamer. Like, he plays games all the time. And I just I had a moment where I felt like that old man who knew the secret. Yeah. I'm the game wizard. And I'm like, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you're like you, the, my uh, child. You're like the old man. Like, let me tell you about this. Back in the day, this was all we had. So the, you start over. You get both warp whistles. You go directly to level eight, which is the hardest level of the fucking game. And so that's what yeah. I did. And he was in my living room last night going, Fuck! God damn it! He kept jumping and fucking up. I think we played level eight for like an hour, just sitting here trying, going back and forth. You know, one more time, motherfucker. And then before you know it, an hour went by, and I was like, "Dude, I gotta go to bed." <laughs> this is ridiculous. My wife and I did that in like World Two. Yeah, it's very addicting. So anybody out there, Christmas is coming up. Uh, please, please don't fall into the three-hour <laughs> fucking rabbit hole that is Super Mario Brothers Three because you might be there. <laughs> and it's gonna be the struggle is real. Yeah, Shit, they knew what do they you, were doing. Do you feel like maybe um, that's a good story to ask you this question because that brought it up in my mind? But do you feel like um, like he didn't know what the warp whistle is? Do you feel like maybe there are things that as you're getting older that you appreciated as a young man that you look back on and you think, I'm really glad that I had that experience playing Mario Brothers 3 over and over again because it was like the only fucking game I had or whatever. And and kids these days don't really get that same experience, not specifically Mario Brothers 3, but I mean like we got to experience shit that they don't really – they didn't because they weren't born yet. And so they don't understand how important like Biggie and Tupac were trying to get pussy in the back seat of your mom's car i don't feel like that's changed very much you don't you think, think you don't no it has to have kids don't drive anymore man they uber that's kind of weird i think times have changed a lot and i think that there are experiences like with social interactions that i'm happy that i have because it, i can talk to people yeah. i know a lot of socially awkward young people and it breaks my heart because i'm like you're fucking awesome you just don't know it And, you know, you don't know how to express yourself. You don't know how to have Mm -hmm. a conversation face to face. And I think that's something that we're losing, which is why I love podcasting. That's this is social interaction at its finest. (laughs) I I love it, too, for that reason, because I'm very um, as I probably don't need to say, but I'm very like uh, social. I'm very I, I love the social connectedness. And I get what you're saying, because, you know, all these weirdo phone addicts out there, these weirdos, I don't understand it, but they can't. They can't put down their phone. It's like they can never put down their phone. They mm-hmm. always have their phone. So weird. Yeah, but I, we don't, I don't know, know anybody, anybody like, that. like that. Yeah, yeah, we don't know anybody like that. Yeah, um, just my husband. But it's because you're what, yeah, right. Which husband? Which husband? <laughs> yeah, the mm-hmm. other other. Husband. How many dudes are you married the motherfucker to? Motherfucker, I'm looking at. Motherfucker. Son. Motherfucker. 
Did you, she just called me a motherfucker on your show? I don't. Are you going to edit that out? No, do you have, no, no. Do you have an iPhone? I have. Uh, a droid? I have a Droid, Android phone. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Well, so I'm, I'll say this before we walk cast away. any judgment. Uh, yeah, I'm probably. He did say judged. he was poor. He did say he was poor. It's the oh, Poe Boys podcast, that's right? True. You know, it's, I'm not even got time for them. It's on brand for him to have a poverty phone. It is. Bougie iOS fucking operating. Look, anytime somebody <laughs> hands me their iPhone, I feel like it's in Russian. I'm just looking at it going, yeah. what do these fucking buttons do? Uh. Yeah. No, I, I paid I paid uh, $100 for a, a giant six-foot banner with my face and my podcast name on it. Yeah. I am narcissistic and bougie as fuck. I love it. So I'm, I'm all about that life. But I feel like um, – the cell phone, the people who are are like you said, the young kids, they are they're very used to that technology mediating their social interactions. Mm-hmm. So it can be harder for young people to be more directly connected to people. Like I have a feeling that you're very good at talking to strangers. Oh yeah, and, and meeting new people as such. Don't and I feel like I am as well. I'll fucking talk so, to everybody in a room if you leave me alone. Yeah, that's just how it yeah. goes. <laughs> Just like you, Jason. It, it, and I think maybe it's a common thing about people who decide to podcast is that they totally. do enjoy talking to folks. When I'm on campus, I'm talking to strangers all the time. I mean, I'm on, I'm on campus at least four days a week, and um, I'm always walking by somebody saying hi, or I'm, I'm sitting next to somebody in a class and saying what's up, striking up a conversation. And sometimes I do feel like a bit of a weirdo because I'm like enthusiastic about these direct connections and the younger people that I'm surrounded by on campus are a little bit like, it's weird. You're talking to me. Why don't you just text me? Uh, Like dog, I'm sitting next to you. I'm just saying, hi, how are you doing? No, that right there, just social cues and interactions like now. Well, okay. When I was a kid looking somebody in the eye means you're paying attention. Yes. means that you're actually focused and you're looking now. Look, I understand that there are social, uh, awkward, not uh, what's social diseases, whatever you want to call it. There are interactions that some people can't do that, and that's fine. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but what I'm telling you is where I'm from. That's how I know you're paying attention. So if you don't look at me when I'm talking to you, like it's not, it doesn't bother me. But I notice that I'll start to do inflection, like I'll start to speak louder. I might talk a little slower just to make sure that you're following along because if you're looking at your phone or you're looking across the room, I'm like, hello, right here. Can you hear me? It's getting hot in here. Wow. But no, I totally agree. Me and Jason had this slight disagreement because he'll, he's one who gets on his phone often and I'll be in the middle of a conversation speaking to him and then he'll look down at his phone (laughs) or it looks like he's looking past me. I'm like, are you listening still? It's a huge, it's a huge, um, like body language is how you're looking if you're looking and if you're not, then that's really saying something. If you're not used to looking at people, then maybe you don't pick up on those body language cues. I'm used to it. So I can tell when you're not paying attention, which is fine. You don't, that's your option. I'm not going to force, I'm not going to talk rape you. That's not how that works. But I will. Yeah, right. Yeah, she will talk rape me. I think that nowadays it's taken as an aggression. That's a microaggression. Looking people in the eye, that means that you're being uh, alpha. alpha. You, you're trying yeah. to impose your, your will. It's like, no, man. I'm just trying to make a connection. And unfortunately, no one's ever, no one's ever called me out for that. But I'm, 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 I can't wait for the day that somebody's like, you microaggress me by making eye contact. I can't wait to tell that person to go fuck themselves. Yeah. Like, I'm going to macroaggress you with my fucking foot in half a second, dog. Yeah. I'm going to go even lower than micro, bitch. <laughs> yeah, you fucking 
roundhouse kick the side of your fucking head, asshole. It's interesting how it's changing, and it's it's changing very fast. I, I'm sure this is this is like a Rogan thing, but it's to look at how much things have changed between like 1900 and and now. Like just the the span of time, we're really getting used to some really weird shit. <laughs> yeah, In yeah. No, the I last think so too. Twenty years, we're very we're acclimating to you know different levels of violence and and social interaction and crazy shit and i'm not sure what's coming next i really don't know yeah you know i've read statistics actually that society is much less violent than it has been in the past like we're believe that i can't believe that uh well i i think it's a confirmation bias particularly when it comes to like news stories like i think the world was more violent a hundred years ago you were more likely to be murdered i think the murder rate was much higher a hundred years ago and, and earlier but i think we're much more likely to hear about it because we have global news that didn't exist um even a couple of decades ago we weren't hearing about news in europe suicide bombers etc i think we're inundated by this stuff on a daily with uh people like doing the mass shootings and then um stuff happening in europe bombs uh middle east especially but uh, I think it's we've always been fairly violent. I mean, I think it's somewhat to some degree human nature. But um, I was reading statistics. In fact, I think um, the Free Economics podcast has a very good episode about uh, how the um, and, and it's possibly the the um, you know, legalization of abortion that has uh, improved the the crime statistics uh, in the U.S. especially. But I think there's a less. There's less of it, but we just hear more about it. Like you catch every case now if you turn on the news. So, Jason, you just said that you think crime rate has dropped because of abortion legalization. Can you can you? I don't think that's my personal opinion, but I was commenting on the uh, Freakonomics episode. There's a Freakonomics episode where they analyze the um, crime rate and they analyze the crime rate specifically in the context of the legalization of abortion pre and post. And so there is a theory not postulated by me because I'm not an expert in this at all. It's not my my lane, so to speak. I'm only repeating what I heard on an episode of Freakonomics. And for anybody who's listening, who's interested, go check out the Freakonomics podcast to hear more about what I'm saying. Don't get offended at me. I'm only repeating the the uh, Freakonomics dudes. But they were saying that there is a, a current hypothesis in, in um, like the social studies circles that that they think that maybe because some of these um children that are they're not i think what they were saying is that they're they're not as many unwanted children unplanned children being born that are being neglected by their parents as a result of being unwanted that um that it actually reduced crime rate in the 90s i think they said they noticed the crime rate reduction in the 90s as these children would have been coming to age so i think they were just saying that there's some research out there that supports it and not that they were making any judgment in favor of abortion or anything like that but you'll have to listen to the freakonomics episode for like the details I know what you mean. Just, I actually heard the same stat, so I know exactly what you're talking about. We watched a thing on abortion is a very interesting topic. If you'd like to break it open, please dig yeah. into your own stuff. But uh, there's a, a documentary on Netflix right now called uh, Re- Overturning Roe or Reversing Roe. Yeah, Roe v. Wade was the uh, Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion. Have you federally. seen this, this doc on uh, Netflix? I have not. No, sir. Okay. So just the long and the short of it. My wife has been walking around like making people watch this fucking documentary, especially ladies, because she's like, it's weird. She's so disconnected from, you know, politics and the stuff like that. 
she said, I watched it for five minutes and I was so fucking mad. <laughs> like when you start to see systemically how women over the years really have kind of gotten fucked in a lot of senses and I wasn't there. I wasn't part of it, but I, uh, looking at the numbers and the way shit has gone. Yeah. Apparently for a long time, uh, ladies really have, uh, been getting the shit end of the deal. And, uh, apparently there is a legit, uh, concern that they might overturn fucking Roe versus Wade. And it has to do with over the last, hundred years of Supreme Court justices and how, you know, before they had it and then once they got it and then how many Democratic versus Republican judges and it just it basically walks all the way up to this recent shit with the the Kavanaugh dude. Yeah. And it said that basically for like the last forty years they've been trying to overturn that fucking law. And they always get caught up in the Supreme Court because it's it's always been like one more either Democrat or one more whatever to, to where it works out. But this last election, that seat changed. Yeah. And so they were just like, hey, just a heads up. This might really happen. <laughs> this isn't one of those yeah. things that we don't actually vote on every other year. And, you know, they wait every 15 and try to knock it down. It's like, no, bitch, they vote on this like every couple of years. And up until this point, you know, the st- it's been on the side of the yay. <laughs> but I would still be surprised to see Roe v. Wade get overturned. Um, I mean, I know that uh, this is where kind of my cynicism towards politics comes in, too. And it's primarily because the GOP depends on uh, the, uh, the the conservative Christian vote for, for much of its base, right? They don't want to lose those voters. Right. So I think they oftentimes that um, – Right-leaning politicians that that um, campaign as Republicans, I think they tend to uh, they tend to make that part of their platform. Like mm-hmm. they will tell people, like, "Hey, we want to look at Roe v. Wade. We don't like abortion. We're anti-abortion, and we want to overturn this." But it's, th- there's a cynical part of me that believes very much that most of the politicians that make that part of their platform are simply making a promise they know they won't yeah. uphold. Song because and dance. No one runs for the Supreme Court, right? You get nominated for the Supreme Court. You're not voted in in the same way that a president or congressman is voted in. Right. So I can say, hey, I'm running for president and I'm going to work towards overturning Roe v. Wade, except it's out of my hands. Only the, the only thing that I have any control over is if I'm running for president, I can nominate the next Supreme Court justice. But then it's up to them to decide. And so I think there's enough of a disconnect there that it's not likely that the Supreme Court justice is going to wind up. I don't think the Supreme Court's going to wind up doing it personally. I don't think we'll see that happen. So I think people yeah. probably can breathe easy on the Roe v. Wade thing. But um, I do think they make that part of their platform because it gets the the right leaning Christians out there to say, no, we don't like abortion either. We're against it. So we're going to vote for the politician that's promising to overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, it's it really to me, it's gets... like a high school um, election when you're promising to give everybody like, I don't know, we're going to give you the day off. You can't make that promise. Right. It really gets people fired up. And that's the thing is I'm not even I don't know enough about it to speak on it. All I'm saying is this particular documentary was interesting just that over the last few years I, I say few 40 40 years how things have just kind of moved and back and forth and then they go back to one side but it's it's the point they were making was it could happen <laughs> it's not like the they're gonna they're gonna take everybody's guns 
that can't happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. But abortion is one of those things that because it's been such a fickle thing over the years, you know, there's always a chance. And here it is, two dickheads talking about abortion. Christina, do you have anything to add about abortion? Do you, do you have something? Some Let's hear the female voice. Please. <laughs> I mean, I disagree. It's just um, it is a can of worms. And I feel like I, I, I haven't researched it a lot, but. I've always been pro-choice. Yeah, do what you want to do. It's not my yeah. fucking business. I don't give a shit what you do. You know. I totally agree, and I I do just think that there are some, especially like if somebody were to get raped, or um, yeah. you know, if or if you know, especially those type of situations, I think that it's um, you know fuck anybody who says that that woman can't abort that child when they were raped. I mean that's just fucked up. But um, I don't know. It's it's such a I think it's every person's right to make that choice. Yeah, I think it's an inner my, my personal feeling is that it's an interference of personal liberty to to tell someone that they are not allowed to abort a pregnancy, particularly in the early term. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not talking about like real late term abortions and stuff like that. But I mean, in the early term, you find out you're pregnant. Um, that's it's kind of like your personal liberty. It's it's part of your bodily agency that I feel like is yours. And actually, to that point, I don't know if you know, do you know who uh, Sean Carroll is? He's appeared on Joe Rogan's podcast and he has his own podcast as well. The name sounds familiar, but I don't get into a lot of the intellectuals, unfortunately. Rogan yes, is too deep those are my sometimes. favorite ones because... You know, I'm 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 uh, I, I guess I'm a self-proclaimed intellectual. I spend a lot of time in academia. So I really those are the guests that I dig the most is when Joe has um, some kind of doctor of something or other on there. I'm I'm all about it. But Sean Carroll is a, he's mostly an astrophysicist, but he's a very well educated dude. And he has his own podcast where he talks to other experts in things. And um, he has even mentioned, I believe, on one of his podcasts, I believe this is Sean Carroll who mentioned this, um, although it may be Scott out. Actually, you know what? I'm wrong. It was Scott Adams. Um, Scott Adams is the creator of Dilbert, you know, Dilbert, the comic. Yes. And he's also an author. And he actually was saying, I'm, I'm sorry, Sean Carroll. I didn't mean to drop his name. Excuse me, Sean Carroll. I don't mean to put this on you. But um, Scott Adams was saying that because he's a man, he doesn't even feel like he has the right to vote on whether or not abortion should be because it doesn't affect him. I agree with that. Yeah. Which is like actually like, yeah, that's there's a good point there. Like I, it doesn't affect me if I vote. For, for striking down Roe v. Wade and my vote helps to take away Roe v. Wade and now all of these women are forced to be pregnant when they don't want to be pregnant, it doesn't affect me one bit. It's very easy for me to, to, to cast that vote because it doesn't affect me. But wouldn't it be more important to hear what the women have to say about this and maybe let them be the ones to vote on whether or not their uteruses are going to be invaded? Yeah, I feel like it should be something more suited for them, right? It didn't fuck but, up. <laughs> so but, fucked up. I mean, not, not to be like the devil's advocate, but I guess – Especially now where we're trying yeah, you to have fucking kids. fucking ladies with your vaginas. You don't know what you're doing. You'll be going around fucking and making babies all the time. Jesus. <laughs> but I think that males are affected because, you know, it, you know it's giving the women the, the only say to kill a baby that or to end the, you know, the pregnancy of yeah. a baby that you guys are also creating. Mm -hmm. And I guess like I used to be very strong pro- pro-choice but always pro-life for myself because I guess it's fucked up to think I just you know it's so hard to create a life and it really is the life that we're terminating and right you know I can see both it's hard like that's no, just I, a, I'm right yeah. there with that that's what I told my wife I said look yeah. this I do what you want to do but look can you can you give me this can we just call it killing a baby 
I'm fine with killing a baby. You know what I'm saying? I understand it has to happen, but uh, like, let's just, let's call it what it is. You know what I mean? This is a thing. It's something that happens and there are reasons one way or the other, but it is what it is. You know, yeah, I'm I mean, just, I'm not going to stand here and judge you for doing something, but Hey, well, and I won't judge somebody for doing something that's legal. Like if they're abiding by the law and they're, they're doing everything above board, then I mean, I honestly, I don't feel like I have a position to judge anybody on that, but, yeah. um, I, I agree with what Christina said that I'm pro-choice, but that I think that she and I, as a, a married couple, we would choose life, obviously, if we got pregnant. That's what we're we're trying to get pregnant. So obviously we're not going to choose abortion for ourselves, but Christina mentioned the rape victim or or somebody who's um, – if the pregnancy is complicated and it's causing them – Exactly what I was saying. Or like oh, what shit. if the baby That's has some whole, genetic Look, y'all haven't even thing. gotten into that yet. And let me tell you something right now. This is a fucked up feeling that you will get when you're sitting in that doctor's office because they tell you, hey, we can give you a test. Find out if you're going to have any you know, extra chromosomes or any uh, things like that. And you go, uh, no, nah, I'm cool. You know, or you do whatever you, you make your decision there, but then you go, okay, what, what if I find out, you know, that now this child might have a hard, hard life. Now what, now what do you do? Yeah. Or require is care one, is that for his entire life with and your he outlives us. Next and, Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? No. When you let everybody know you're fucking pregnant and then by Christmas you go, oh, well, yeah, that, that one didn't work out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many yeah. situations that I think life will put you in that it's not my fucking choice. It's not my decision or my business to know how you, you work your way through life. Life is crazy. <laughs> and you never know what you're going to get thrown at you. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, that was philosophy. F- philosoph- philosophy. We went deep, dude. We yeah. went deep. Buddy, I'll go as deep as you go. Bring a spoon, bring a backhoe. I'm getting there. What's up? Yeah. Shit, yeah. Look, I don't want to keep you guys all day, but I did want to talk about a couple more things since I got of you. Of course. Uh, yeah. You guys are trying to procreate at the moment. And Jason, I've heard. Wow, right now, actually. Yeah. Right now. We're even fucking we right now. <laughs> I'm almost done. Hurry up. Jesus. His pendulous nuts smack ever so <laughs> softly against her, her mom's pubis. And made the ah, slapping yes. sound. Slapping Thank you for the slapping. anatomical term. Rhythmic slapping. I enjoy your program. Um, I think that both of you are, are very fun people. You, you seem intellectual, like you're trying to be good people and put good vibes out into the world. And I appreciate that. You're trying to organize. you got a network now. The not safe, not suitable for work. Yeah, some people say not suitable. Some most of us say not safe for work, but there are a few suitable. weirdos in Jersey who say not suitable. Um, I'm not sure I'm allowed to mention them because yeah. they say not suitable, but they're the weirdos out in Jersey. <laughs> I, I know we kind of jump back and forth, but that's um, you, you got a lot of stuff you're trying to produce, and I appreciate that. You know, uh, I would like to shed some light. So just to get a plug in there, be sure to check out all the other folks on the not safe for work podcast network yeah after you've checked out shit happens when you party naked so do that first (laughs) yeah obviously i think we are and it's it's kind of an informal title but we are like at the top of the network we're the gold the platinum program we're like the the number one the other ones 
or, you know, we we support them, the little guys, because we're, you know, we're like that. Like you said, we're trying to put out good vibes. You know, we, we love these little guys and we want to see them get some success, too. But it's very like it is very like trickle down. You know what I mean? Like, so go go visit. Give us the dollars and we'll trickle it down to them in that case. You know, everybody um, eats <laughs> Reaganomics. I feed you with my tits. Yes. <laughs> Take me in. I think that you're putting together a uh, a wonderful group of assholes, and I appreciate the the chat and the interactions between. It's been very fun getting to know. Well, all I'm you glad guys. that you've been along for the ride with us, assholes. I mean, you are one of us assholes, and I've really, you know, what I've really enjoyed our interaction specifically as well. That it's been great uh, getting to know you. Oh yeah, get the balls too, Jason. Don't forget those. Go yeah. Ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like you guys should hug. Yeah. If the guy would get on a fucking plane, maybe we would. Oh, bro. I think it literally costs a left nut to get to fucking New Hampshire from here on a plane. It could yeah. be a left nut. I'm not playing. Uh, <laughs> I, we, we bought a ticket to Pennsylvania a few few years ago, like maybe five or six. And I believe that plane ticket round trip was $600. Oh, wow. For both of you or just one of you? For two of us. So that's $300 okay. round trip. And that's just to Pennsylvania. Wow. I don't know how much further New Hampshire is from Pennsylvania, but I'm sure it's a grip. <laughs> it's a little further. But I flew to Atlanta in October for my dad's birthday. And uh, that was less than 200 bucks round trip for me. It was like 180 186 after all was said and done even the like the fees all that shit i, mean, I just flew coach i didn't go fancy like maybe you flew first class i don't know but i went cheap and sat in the back but really it, guess it depends on like when exactly you're flying and if you're somewhat flexible with regard to what weekend you go or whatever you can sometimes find a pretty good deal yeah i think it's just a matter of we don't have a like an international it, it is an international airport but it's not so there's a lot of connecting flights you got to go somewhere to go somewhere and i think that's what ends up taking the most the most money is you yeah. get a real good direct shot from here we got a good flight to denver and i might take it within the next few years it might be my first plane trip because it's only a hundred bucks oh that's good yeah like i think that's round trip on frontier airlines or some shit it's a hundred dollars to get you to denver from arkansas so i might have to hit that one up that'll be good but i think it's awesome that you're hosting people like i know that sounds crazy like the first time i heard what you were doing it, it kind of shook me i'm like what <laughs> you're letting strangers come in your house yeah i mean i know them a little bit but yeah they're essentially they're people i met on the internet which is kind of weird when you see it written on paper that's so sweet when you think about it <laughs> like just the idea that you guys are are willing to be like beacons for the community and just be like we are willing to roll the dice on being raped and murdered yeah i mean you never know you might you might at least get hand job while you're fucking sleeping i mean that might not be terrible but at the same time, like I would definitely get a lock on your fucking door if you don't have one. <laughs> yeah, one one can hope. When can you come visit? I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I'll bring, I'll bring some stuff. <laughs> That's part of the deal, though. Hand jobs is part of the deal. <laughs> They're actually required. They are required. Yeah. I mean, if you want to sleep here. Yeah. What do they say? Cash, cash grass or ass? Nobody cash, rides grass for free, or ass? Baby. No one rides for free. I don't know. It's it's been really cool getting to meet everybody, and I enjoy the shit out of it. So you know, you guys. You keep doing what you're doing, and I'm sure you're going to find some success. Now, what that is, I don't know. You know, I heard you say recently you don't even look at your downloads, you fuck. It made me feel I like don't. a real piece of shit. Cause I, I didn't say that to make you feel like a piece of shit. I do have thoughts on, like, my personal, what I consider success. Like, I have a lot of thoughts, and we can get into those in a sec. And the bodybuilding thing, there's still a pin in that. Yeah, no, that's I was just fitting to, to take it right back around. Apparently, you used to be a bodybuilder. 
I did. I was uh, at my peak. I was about 270 pounds. Yeah. And at that at that weight, I had abs. So it wasn't like 270 fat boy pounds. Um, I mean, like <laughs> I had abdominal definition for like all six of them. Um, and yeah, so yeah, I used to be a, a fairly large guy. I've I've lost about from 270. What am I now? Like 215. So I'm, you know, I've lost a pretty good little bit of weight. I've lost a pretty good little bit of weight. Um, I was diagnosed with a cardiomyopathy and uh, I was actually kind of serious at the time. And, um, the doc was like, look, you gotta, you gotta dial this back. Like they wouldn't even clear me to lift for about four months. I was allowed to walk and that was it. So I could get on a treadmill. I could walk and I couldn't lift weights because they were worried that I would suffer sudden cardiac death from an arrhythmia. And, um, and I didn't want to do that. Like that didn't sound like a good idea to me. Um, and it didn't help that there were several like more famous bodybuilders at the time that were passing away. Like Rich Piana died at 46, like right around the time I was diagnosed. And I thought, man, I don't want that for myself. Very familiar with Rich Piana, that boy on, on the juice. (laughs) Yes. He was on a lot of sauce. And honestly, I, I feel like he maybe. He maybe had some warnings that his health wasn't so great. He did a video about checking into the hospital for a kidney, something or other, and he thought he was having a heart attack, but it turned out to be a kidney stone or something. And I think I don't know anything about his situation, like personally. Um, I never even met that that particular gentleman. I never even met him in real life. Oh um, man, <laughs> those those videos. I don't know if that was a yeah. character, but I have a, a a friend who does a show, and he's actually obsessed with Rich Piana, <laughs> and I've heard a lot about him. I, I just can't <laughs> say that that's a very healthy obsession. I mean, I guess if you're just a, a viewer, then that's fine. No, but... that's it. He doesn't lift weights. <laughs> I'm just yeah. saying, like he he likes watching the the crash and burn, and he yeah, that was a, a crash and burn. He has done a, a biopic tale of the life and tales of rich piana with audio and videos and it's yeah (laughs) that motherfucker was nuts holy shit jesus christ i think he did all the steroids he did all of them he did everything he did all of them he did everything he did he did uh, and he was very open about it too and uh, that's a double-edged sword in my opinion i appreciate people being open because when people lie about not using steroids um then it I think it gives young people a false impression of what is naturally accomplishable and that it is very discouraging for, for young people to see guys who are who've been running steroids for, for years and years and, and think they're doing this naturally. So I'm not able to achieve this even after several years of my own lifting naturally, then it must be my really poor genetics or something like that. So I think it's very discouraging. But then on the other hand, you if you're really open about what you do and how much you do and all the different kinds that you do, then you can also sort of see that as uh, being kind of encouraging or endorsing of using steroids, which I can't do now. I mean, with my cardiomyopathy, um, it's really uh, – you know, I, I can't endorse other people. I know people who do use steroids. I still go to my my hardcore powerlifting gym, and I've got a lot of buddies who are still in the life. And um, I, I just, it's not something that I can endorse anymore. So when people ask me my opinion, I usually tell them like, you don't need to be walking around at 270, 280, 300 pounds as a dude who's 5'10. Um, I don't care if it's all muscle. That's still extra tissue that your heart has to work to to push blood through. Yeah. And um, I, I just. You know, I, I definitely endorse a more, um, I don't know, just a, a little bit more moderate lifestyle. Like I still think lifting weights is a very healthy thing to do. Um, maybe not in the bodybuilding style, like 
where you go and you do a body part each day. Um, I think that that's better for developing aesthetics and maybe less so for like working on health and longevity. You might yeah. try some more athletic pussy, style training, you know, but you want to be all rocked up. That, that's when you yeah. try to get some pussy. But other than that, I mean, nice shape, I guess. I'm, I'm one to yeah. talk. I'm fat as fuck, man. I got a dad. Yeah. It's sad. Well, and <laughs> I, honestly, I'm, I'm moving more towards the dad bod zone because as you said i'm very busy with all of the things i'm trying to do you you mentioned how busy you are i mean I, i'm with you i play video games like three hours a month i mean i enjoy them but i seldom get a chance to indulge because i just i put the work i put being uh, an adult podcasting. Is hard. yeah being an adult basically <laughs> so it's it's um it's it's tough i think but i i think that you know, I do recommend people do like do some strength training, but also like throw in some yoga, do a little Tai Chi, do do some jogging too. like round out your exercise program so that you're doing a little bit of all of these different types of exercise because they're going to address different um, different metabolic uh, systems. So like an aerobic style exercise uh, produces energy differently. You know, your body's going to produce energy aerobically versus anaerobically with like the lifting and stuff. So I like People using this variety of, of stuff, I think it's better for you to address things, your, your, your cardiovascular system in addition to just, you know, the muscles. Um, but I do think, you know, lifting out. weights is a hell of a lot of fun. Still a hell of a lot of fun. So with, with your condition, was it like a heart murmur or did you have like a full-blown attack? Like what? I, I didn't. Was it no, hereditary? Like did you break your shit or did it just overwork and it kind of started to fuck up on you? Overwork and kind of started to fuck up on me. Okay. So. Uh, what was happening was I was having some, some pretty extreme tachycardia, which is, um, elevated heart rate, um, inappropriately elevated heart rate. So, uh, it was high even at rest. Is that a Quite side high. effect from, from bodybuilding or steroids or is that just something that, yeah, it's, it probably was exacerbated by the bodybuilding lifestyle, the things that I was eating, the amount that I was eating, the weight that I was maintaining as well as, um, the supplements that I was taking, um, yeah. I was, you know, you, pre-workouts, energy drinks, things with a lot of caffeine are also going to increase your heart rate. So I think that exacerbated my, oh, um, hypertension that I really just wasn't, I wasn't dealing with the hypertension as much at the time either. So I think it was just overworked. I'm a type one diabetic, so I've already got cardiovascular risk factors as a type one diabetic. And it was just a, it was a whole lifestyle. So I don't really think I blame bodybuilding totally, but I don't think that helped me either. I don't think being 270 pounds helped. No, I don't that's think that's what I was going to say, Jason. I mean, fuck, man. Even if you go to walk to get a snack, like you're moving 270 yeah. pounds around, that's going to yeah. keep your your heart pumping just to get blood yeah. to all them fucking muscles, man. That's yeah. And I, I don't think I don't shit. think all the like people take some crazy fucking pre-workout supplements that are like 400 mgs of caffeine and shit. It's ridiculous. It's like 3 cups of coffee, but it's like all at once, too. Just blast like, off. Yeah, <laughs> so I mean, I <laughs> That shit's not good for your heart. I'm I'm convinced that that stuff's not doing anybody any favors. You got to think like, <laughs> at the very best, some of the stuff you're doing, if you're using testosterone or other steroids, if you're using things like other bodybuilding drugs, clombuterol or or anything like that, or if you're using even some of these over-the-counter legal supplements that have 400 mg of caffeine per scoop, you got to ask yourself like, is this doing me any good? Like. Yeah, Maybe it's not harming me, your shit up, but, man. <laughs> but is this helping me? Like, yeah, is this going to help me in the long run? Like, is this making me healthier to take this in? And it might be helping me bodybuild. It might be making my muscles bigger, rounder, fuller, make me leaner. But at the end of the day, like I had to ask myself, like, was any of this shit helping me in terms of like 
I want to meet my grandkids. Yeah. You know, so it, it really wasn't serving me eventually. And, and the, the, the cardiomyopathy diagnosis was kind of the wake up call. And fortunately the, the end to that story is that, um, I, I began a medical treatment. I've, I've been seeing a cardiologist. I, I got a lot of tests done at first so they could determine what exactly was going wrong with me. They prescribed me some really good medications that I've been taking. Um, I've been training for a half marathon, which my wife and I recently did. So I've been doing much more cardiovascular exercise. Um, of course I've, I've modified my diet. I've, I'm not eating the quantity of food that I was eating back then. I'm eating a little bit more, um, you know, healthful dietetic diet. Yeah. you know, a nutritionist approved diet type of thing. And, um, my heart has largely healed. So the doc says, look, your heart's back to normal. You still have a history of cardiomyopathy. They're still not exactly sure why exactly it happened, but they say, look, just keep your lifestyle up. You're, you're, you're back to normal. We're going to keep you on some of the medicine, but we're going to dial it back. So the, the, the happy ending to the story is I made some immediate lifestyle changes that, directly impacted my heart over the course of about a year. Yeah. And when the doctors repeated some of the tests, like the echocardiogram is a kind of a sonogram where they look at your heart instead of your baby. Um, they, they said, look, it's back to normal. Your heart is beating much better. You're moving the blood through the heart much better, um, than you were before. It's back to normal levels. So the good news is, is that, um, a lot of the stuff that can go wrong physically, I mean, you can take steps to fix. Right. Well, that's good. So, so now we're working on doing well. So, other side effects, and you know, now that I've given you a moment to talk about you, uh, <laughs> now we can get into some some group talk. Uh, yeah. I, I know, and I keep bringing it up, but you guys are trying to uh, maybe make another little little person. Yes. And yeah, is has a side effect of that been from the steroids at all with the testosterone production and stuff, or are you guys still working on getting that checked out? We have, have, we've had it checked out. Uh, so you perform semen analysis, you jack off in a cop. I've, I've talked about it on, on my show yeah. a few times and it's, you know, the, the weirdness that goes along with that. Um, I just but, do it in um, my spare time and baby food jars. Like I said, you should have told me I'll send one to you, man. Yeah, send, you me some, send me some like little Gerber jars. I got yeah. make a good baby. He's a, he's a pretty boy. <laughs> yeah, geez, yeah. Send me some baby batter. Actually the, the tests that we received, um, I still have to see the urologist. I have an appointment scheduled to see the urologist. I think it's actually this week. Okay. So, um, I, you know, they're, he's going to, the, the urologist is going to give me a formal diagnosis, but the, the results of the test that we got back on paper is that everything seemed to be within the normal range. Good. So, um, you know, I mean, it's, well, I, I don't know necessarily how that's impacted me long term, but it does seem that my goo is like, Okay. How long have you been off? All like nah, at this point. Yeah. How long Com- have I been natty again? Yeah. Um, it was February of 2017. So yeah, February 2017. Oh shit. So this is relatively uh, recently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Man. Yeah. I started the I started yeah. the podcast because it was like I was there was about six months there where I was like I just kind of felt like something was missing. You know. Oh, okay. I got it now. So so you started doing this after you kind of got yeah. taken out. Okay. I see. That's, yeah. that makes a lot of sense, man. And I, I can tell that this is something that you do enjoy. And so now I get it. That's why you guys sound like such naturals. Cause you fucking just needed some shit to do. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, no, as a, as a, a parent, um, uh, I can tell you, I hope that you're ready for it. And if it's really what you want, I hope that it comes along. Just no. Uh, <laughs> it gets a little rough. There really isn't a book on it. 
you can listen to everybody's opinion and, and make that's you're going to have an interesting uh time navigating you're not gonna until you're there you know i'm not i can't describe it but a lot of people are going to give you advice a lot of people are going to be telling you what the fuck you should be doing and you're going to have a lot of interesting moments where you're going to have to make your own decisions and whatever happens happens fuck them you know it's it's pretty intense man (laughs) i can believe that i mean i think it's it's probably one of those things in life that you can prepare yourself for by by doing the research and stuff but i mean like you don't really know till you do something. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll learn. I'm excited. You know, I tell people all the time now when if if they ask because you don't give people your fucking opinions unless they ask. Yeah. Uh, if they ask, I just say, look, the biggest thing that's going to change is your free time. You're not going to have free time anymore. So I don't as it is. Right. And that was kind of where we were with it. <laughs> but it's it's if you're a good parent which I'm sure you would be, uh, you basically have a new thing to focus on. And most of the time, that's going to be awesome. But every once in a while, you're going to want a fucking break. And guess what? There ain't no break. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can't you can't go off-duty as a parent. I mean, you can check out for a little bit if you have a loving spouse that's willing to give you a moment to collect yourself. But at the end of the day, you can't call in sick to being a dad or a mom or anything else. And it fucking sucks yeah. sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I can see that. So I know I'm ready to have a kid because that excites me. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. That's what I basically I'm what up. I tell people is this is the the biggest change that's going to happen is are you ready to completely give up spontaneity or you're in nothing you will ever do will be a surprise again. Like anything you do is going to have to be meticulously planned <laughs> because now there's a completely other person in the mix. You know, so I have friends sure. that, that I envy that are just like Hey, it's Thursday. I'm going to pack my shit and I'm going to go to California Saturday and I'm just going to be there for a while. That'll never happen again. <laughs> so don't even think about it. But How many kids do you have? Just one. <laughs> just one. <laughs> Are you guys going to have a second? I don't think so. Um, that was my question. I yeah, wanted to know. I don't think so. And it's for no particular reason. I like it this way because at this point, the, the ratio is still two to one. So. <laughs> We can we can trade off, and this is a hacky premise. I heard another comedian say this, but I don't want to go from a zone defense to a man defense. I would rather yeah. be able to have two of us to be able to keep an eye on him versus one kid, one parent, because then shit's just going to get nuts. That's funny. I've never heard it that way. That's cute. People say things like, don't you let that baby be alone and shit like that, and it's like, hey – he's got plenty of friends we go on play dates i'm pretty awesome you know fuck that i don't yeah uh i understand there's a point we're hitting right now because he just turned three you really get like a baby blues moment right around now yeah where he's like kind of growing up a little bit grown up a lot of the baby stuff is over and he's a little person now so yeah. it's cool because you can talk to him. But if you enjoyed that baby stuff, it's gone now. So yeah. I can understand where people start making more babies now. Because they're like, oh, well, and then, baby. We already have one. Yeah. We get a little bigger, then he'll help. No, the fuck he won't. <laughs> you shouldn't make well, a five-year-old watch a fucking one-year-old. That's not how it goes. No. <laughs> yeah, that's that doesn't work very well because they both get into some shit at that age. But yeah. as a guy with two younger brothers, I will say – 
that I really treasure the fact that I have siblings. My my two younger brothers are like my best friends. They're they're I know not all siblings get along that well. I mean, some siblings hate each other, but I, I just I will say like we as a dude who kind of we came from a tight family, like, you know, um, we're all really, really close. And I'm really glad that it's not just me and my folks that I, I got brothers that I can talk to as well. And um, it's like this little you know, it's like this little network. I got bros that'll go do shit with me that like, you know, my parents are just like, fuck that. I don't want to go watch that movie or whatever that I can be <laughs> like, Hey bro, you want to go see this when we were like 17 or whatever. And I used to sneak them into bars and stuff like that. And we used to do all sort of fun shit. So I kind of value those memories. So I can see, uh, the, the appeal of having a larger family and having like, uh, a bunch of kids. Cause you know, they're like built in best friends, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm an only child, so I don't have any brothers and sisters. See. My wife has a sister that's close and a brother that's like a big gap, like ten years. Uh, and uh, I don't know, man. Like I like it this way. I feel like between the two of us, we we can spend enough time and give him yeah. the attention. Now, let me let me make something very clear. I have a very overactive imagination, and unfortunately, I'm a very morbid person. So I have also taken into consideration what if something happens to him you know what i'm saying like that would fucking wreck me i know that dude and and if you have another child and something happens to one of your children you have to keep going like you know what i'm saying like that's such such a weird thing to sit and think about but i've had to do it like i sit there and i just go what would you do if you had two kids and one of them died yeah, and now that you would have be... to carry on. You have to pretend like everything's okay because this other little person depends on you. So you have to fucking keep it together and keep moving. But how the fuck do you do that? <laughs> Therapy, man. I, I mean, that's you what you'd what. have to do. Yeah. like, And that's one thing is I, I, with only having one kid, if for some crazy cosmic reason something bad happened, I think it would be one of those things that we would just close that chapter and just be like, okay, <laughs> like maybe we can move forward from here. But I think having two kids would make that process really fucking difficult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could see that, but then it also you never let that other kid leave your sight. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. Like you would become a super overprotective parent. Like this is the kind of shit you think about, man. This is, you sit around and you're bored and then you go like, what would happen? <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. It's yeah. It's that's just crazy. a tough thing to, to think about too. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, that's your family. It's a really, it's like kind of a horrible thought. You 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 want to you want to go before they do. That's the other thing, man. Like it'll make you start caring again. Like I didn't have feelings for a long time. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I shut down emotionally as a child, just from some bad shit, and it is what it is. But you know, now there's another thing in this world that I love as much or more than my wife. Yeah. By proxy. Very sweet. You know, what I'm don't saying? let her hear you say that. Right. It's it's weird because, like, I made a choice for my wife, you know, to let her into that, that sanctum, that circle of people that I will literally kill somebody over if I had to. But now there's this other person there who's kind of a dick most of the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, he's, he's grandfathered into the program now, <laughs> and I have to just be cool with him. But, you know, you worry. You fucking think about them. And when they get sick, you get worried, you know, and it's they it, they run and they fall and they smack their goddamn heads on stuff. And, uh, 
Yeah, it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of emotional stuff that comes along with it too. So be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I can see that, and you know, I can even see how that's kind of stressful too. But it's like, you know, I, I imagine not having kids and us just being like this old couple. And I'm I'm very happy with my wife. I love my wife very much. I can I I don't think I could live without my wife. But, um, you know, it's like, I, I just kind of feel like it would be nice to have more of us. Maybe that's my narcissism speaking as well. But I, I think like us kind of um, sharing that, like making a person together. Uh, it's like a weird feeling because as a dude, it's like you go through most of your life like, man, I hope don't nobody around me get pregnant. Right. Right. You're like praying for your 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 whole life. But then you get married and you're like, well, no, this would, now it's like I want to have a kid. Like I want to to uh, to do that because I feel like it would be I don't know, like it would uh, strengthen our bond as a family. Right. I'm awesome. There should be more of me. <laughs> That's kind of it too. Like my take too is um, I, I've i always had a lot of anxiety and that's the one thing like you just struck on is the worry and I've always kind of been concerned about I'm going to be worrying about this mm-hmm. little kid all the fucking time. And So apparently you that, have one and then that goes away kind of, I guess. But yeah, the first one you definitely worry about everything. Uh, so. I have um, like seven nieces and nephews, and and they're thankfully getting out of that um, baby. They're all out of the baby phase. But like, I would always just freak out. Like, I just I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna die. Yeah. But all the time. It turns out that doesn't happen. <laughs> they're they're constantly trying to make themselves dead. So you just know. <laughs> you concentrate. Your job <laughs> is to make them not dead on a daily basis. So there you go. That's it. Give up all your free time. Uh, give your love to a random person and try to make them not dead. That's, that's what you're in. It for, is guys. kind of random in that in, in the sense that like the you, there's like this genetic sort of shuffle that occurs with the with the chromosomes. So it really is like that's almost the best word you could use for it. Is it's kind of a random person. So there you go. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Look, we've been at it for a minute. We've gotten deep. We've gotten dirty. So I'm going to go ahead and let's tie a bow around it, guys. Let's, let's tie a little bow day. around it. It's it's almost the holidays. Let's let's make it pretty. But you guys go ahead, get your uh, your plugs in. Let everybody know where to find you, so we can get the fuck yeah. out of here. I see. Yes. Well, you can you can uh, search for "Shit Happens When You Party Naked" on any of the podcatchers that you use. If you're on, um, if you're if you've got money and you have an iPhone, you know Apple <laughs> Apple Podcasts. If you if you're a po' boy, then uh, you know you can use your Android to search for us on Google Podcasts. We're we're all over the place, Stitcher too, and um, you know Podbean and all these other places. So whatever podcast you use, you can search for like shit happens when you party naked, or even just party naked podcast, and you'll find us. Um, we're also at teamalmy.com. You can go to teamalmy.com. You'll find links to the podcast in these various catchers there, um, and you can find us. You can hit us online, uh, Instagram at party naked podcast. Uh, we're also on. Twitter at SHWYPN. We're pretty active on on the Twitter machine. So hit us up there. Um, and you can you can find us online. Just just Google Team Almy or shit happens when you party naked and you'll you'll bump into us. We're not hard to find. We out here. Wonderful. It's been a pleasure getting to meet you guys and I yeah. hope to speak to you sometime in the future. Y'all have a wonderful Sunday. I hope you have a wonderful Sunday as well. It's been the pleasure has been all ours to be on your podcast. Thank you very much for inviting us. I've loved the conversation. Honey, did you love the conversation? Goddamn right. All right. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you later. Shit happens when you party naked podcast. Great folks. You guys be sure to check them out on the tweeter, on wherever the fuck else, and listen to the show because I said so, motherfucker. You know, it's fun. 
I think uh, <laughs> podcasting, and I realized this been talking with Jason last night, man. Like podcasting is a lot like fucking. And it seems kind of weird, like to say that, but it's true. You know, you you get a thrill of you know checking in on people and finding you know what you might have in common, and then working it out to where you have a conversation with somebody. And it's nice when you find somebody who enjoys fucking as much as you do. Maybe they're kind of good at it. They're not great. You're not the best. But you can get it done. <laughs> you know? It's a beautiful thing. You never know where the conversation's going to go. Look, we went all over the map with that one. And, uh, you know, I, I think they're just good, wholesome, down-to-earth people. And I wish them all the best. So please, please support uh, all this shit. Do it. But that's it. Uh, for the most part, we're doing good here. We're looking forward to the next holiday. We're going to get some stuff lined up, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So I appreciate each and every one of you motherfuckers out there listening to my program and uh, supporting in every way you can. You know, that's great. So do all that. Like, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter at JodyB501 at Pod. Holler at me. Tell your friends. Tell your mama. Tell your friends, mama, about the show. And uh, let's spread the word. Fuck yeah. A lot of other people on that network, they're not safe for work. Hashtag no offense. Simmons and more. Bickerbots. Uh, man, there's so many to go down the line. I'm going to fucking do this the right way. Watch. I'm going to go here. Hashtag no offense show. Bickerbots. The Plunge Podcast. Sipping and Swearing. These Drunk Bitches. The Hood Diner. Netflix and Swell. Uh... Man brain. Bro honey, lady bitch time, my worst holiday. Heavyweight chumps. Uh, Gareth, are you on there, you motherfucker? We talked to Gareth for a little bit last night. I just wanted to say, uh, Gareth is one of the hardest fucking words for me to say. Uh, it's, it's odd, and I don't know why, but I feel like a dickhead when I try to say it, because your name is Gareth, which I can say. But for some reason, to say a possessive form of your fucking name, Gareth, <laughs> fucks with my mouth. You fucking my mouth, boy. Knock it off. Be sure to, to like, subscribe all those shows, too. And show your support, you punk bitch. But other than that, that's good. Sponsors. We have merch.com. Go there. You can get all kinds of swag. You can get fucking hats and shirts and all kinds of cool stuff. And uh, I get a few bucks when you buy stuff, which is nice. Hit me up. I'll give you promo code. I'm not I'm not ashamed to not take any money. I don't need your money. I just want you to wear my shit. So if you want a deal, holler at me. We'll hook that shit up. We have merch.com. Also, spunklube.com. Get some slippery on your dick, baby. Spunklube is a great product, and I use it quite often when I'm slacking and jacking and fucking and chucking and all that good stuff uh, it's a fine fine product and recently I, I had them report that you can cook you heard me you want to cook with lube you make a peanut butter and lube sandwich the organic spunk lube avocado oil and coconut it can actually be edible so enjoy yourself kids put it on stuff booty holes and whatnot and uh, enjoy your day www.spunklube.com and speaking of booty holes if you're interested at all in that part of town be sure to check out biobidet.com uh, I have a slim edge the lowest uh, poorest form 
uh, for us uh, peons and peasants. And I gotta say, I've gotten to the point now where I've rinsed my butthole enough times that I'm actually having to get a little more pressure. And it's funny, when it's on low setting, it's like a water gun. That thing will hit you square in your butthole. Almost like an enema dude. Like, it's right up there. But then, after you get used to that initial squirt, you gotta turn it up a little, and it gives you like a fan spray. Like a pressure washer. And, uh, <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. I shot myself in the ball. That wasn't good. Uh, accidentally hit it around to that pussy spray section instead of the butthole on it. Yeah, and it, it clipped me right in my right nut. It sucked real bad. So, I will say this. You got to learn your product. You got to learn to regulate your water pressure. But other than that, it's a fine deal. You can go to biobidet.com, use the promo code POBOYS. You can receive 10% off anything in the store. Somebody else bought an expensive potty. And it's uh, pretty awesome, guys. I appreciate it. You know, it's it's amazing to, to know that you guys are out there keeping your undercarriages clean. Uh, and I had something to do with it. I want you to take this and enjoy that shit. Live life to your fullest and don't put any shit streaks in your underwear. Biobidet.com. And that's it. I'm fucking out of here. You guys have a wonderful week. And uh, we'll catch you next time here at the Po' Boys Podcast, motherfucker.